Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. I woke up this morning with a, a very specific thing that I want to pray for. We're having a prayer meeting today, and this is good. <laughs> um, I don't normally get dreams in the middle of my, like, as I sleep. Um, or at least I don't wake up to them remembering them. But I just saw this image of an ear, and I saw the inside, deep inside of an inner eardrum, and it was crushed. And um, the Lord just said, pray for that today. Maybe it's an actual physical eardrum that's been destroyed. Maybe it was a loud sound or a bang or a clash or something or something that you were born with. But today we just want to release the Holy Spirit's healing power upon you. For maybe some of you, it's spiritual um, hearing right now. And uh, the Holy Spirit, is he's here and he's kind and he's gracious and um, he wants to heal that. Even before I start preaching a message, the presence of God is just here. Anybody thankful for that? And so if that's you, if you've had a, a, a really traumatic thing or if you've been born with something wrong with your inner ear or you're sitting here saying, Pastor, like, um, yeah, I haven't been able to hear God because I've just had some really distorted things. I've had some stuff blocking my ear right now. Just slip your hand up right now. There's no judgment here. There's nothing here. Slip it up. I see one in the back. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else in the back back? Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Slip it up. Hold it up. We're, we're family here. This is what family, this is what the body does. Yeah, Amen. All right, now, right now, I'm just going to release this and pray this. Come on, let's stand in agreement together right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just pray a release of healing upon people right now. Father, both physically and spiritually, oh God. Father, we ask, God, if there are eardrums right now that have been destroyed, that have been defected since birth, would you open them up right now, Father? Would you open them up right now? Would people be able to hear like never before? Father, where there's, where there's blockage, where there's walls been put up in, in person's ears, God, for not to be able to hear your voice, I just pray a releasing upon them right now, that they would hear the voice of the good shepherd, they would know the voice of God, and that they would yield to it and be able to be be just completely overwhelmed with hearing your voice and walking out the way you've called them to walk out. So we release this right now, we declare this, we believe this, and we trust for this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, everybody says, amen, amen. Can we thank God for healing? We can thank God in advance. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, church, we're going to jump into a, a summer series, an entire summer here at Oasis Church Chicago. Um, <laughs> I was going to make the joke about, I'm just going to make it like most summer series are about summer love, relationships, all that. We're going to go after the Holy Spirit this summer. We're going to talk about it. We're going to lean into it. It's the real summer love in Jesus' name. It's the lover of all lovers in Jesus. I'll just keep starting with the church jokes and we'll just move on. Um, but I really feel burdened. This has been a call on our house. This series was was like talked about and planned out about a year ago. And um, we kept bringing it up, bringing it up. And we just said, no, 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 no. And as we were planning, as we were going into this summer, uh, we really felt like this is the right time for us to, to lean into this, to press into this, to teach this. And so over the course of the next 12 weeks, come on, that's a long sermon series. Pray for your pastor and pastors. 
Um, over the course of the next 12 weeks, we're going to go after this. We're going to lean into this. We're going to receive together as the bride of Jesus Christ. We're going to receive the word. We're going to look at the word. We're going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is. What's the Holy Spirit doing? What's the Holy Spirit calling us to do? It's going to be a powerful time. I believe something that this is going to awaken us. We have been asleep in 2020. Over the course of the last 18 months, we have found ourselves falling asleep. As a church, as a whole, as individuals, as we've, just, we've just been falling asleep, and it's been little by little by little, and the Spirit of God is calling us to an awakening. He is calling us to an awakening. He's calling us to be awoken to, to, the, to the knowledge and the wisdom and the power of the Spirit of God, not the wisdom of this age, not the wisdom of this world. How many of you know the wisdom of this world is foolishness in comparison to the wisdom of God? And so he's awakening us as a church body. So if you call this place home, we're going we're gonna to go after this. If, if, if you're visiting, I, I bless you and encourage you. I pray that today this encourages you even greater. But this is a time for us to wake up. It's going to be a good impartation for us. And so we've been titled this series, um, Holy Spirit, the Empowered Life. The Empowered Life. How many of you heard that word, empowered life, or those two words before in church? We, we, we say it, we believe it, we trust it. The word talks about what it means to have power and to walk in power and to walk into uh, authority. So, so before we even go into who the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does through us, because how many of you, when you hear Holy Spirit empowered life, you immediately think of all the giftings, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Anybody? Immediately, like, you showed up today with the Holy Spirit series thinking like, man, we're going to learn about prophecy and we're going to learn about healing and we're going to learn. We're going to get there. But we got to cover some groundwork first here of what the actual empowered life means. The, the Bible talks about it. The, the Bible talks all about, uh, throughout scriptures, talks about what it means to be someone that is empowered to live out. And the way that we believe the true definition of what it means to be empowered, to have the empowered life, is to be connected to the life giving source of Jesus. Signs and wonders, miracles follow. You with me? The, 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 the power is in being connected to King Jesus. It's being connected. It's, it's walking with him. It's, it's talking with him. The, the Bible teaches that power is generated from a source, and the source is Jesus. It's always, 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 forever about Jesus. It will never change in this house. It will continue to be about Jesus. There is only one way to be saved, and his name is Jesus. By the blood and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, that is the only way to walk in power. That is the only way to walk in this day and age where it is crazy, it is chaotic, there is theology flying everywhere. Jesus. We've got to get to the source first, and the source is Jesus. The source is the Father and that Jesus came to reveal the Father and that the Holy Spirit comes to connect us to Jesus. Jesus did only what the Father did. You with me? And we are called to have the Spirit in us to do whatever the Father is telling us to do. That is the empowered life, to be obedient children, to, to live this thing out, to walk as Jesus has called us to walk. The empowered life is being connected. You can... Put on a really good dinner at your house and love people and still be missing the connection to the Father. You can know the Bible front and back and still be missing the connection to the Father. You, you, can, you can literally love your neighbor in your own ability and still be disconnected from the Father. And I believe over the course of these 12 weeks, we are going to tap in, we are going to plug back in to the source of this thing, and that's the Holy Spirit tapping us back into the Father's heart. 
That's the empowered life, guys. You know what I want to just say? If, if you want to walk in power, just wake up every day and say, Father, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to be used by you. I'm here to be taught by you. I'm here to learn from you. I'm here to be connected to you. That's the actual empowered life. And once we get that, we, we will see stuff that we never thought possible. I have seen things in this five years of doing ministry here so far that I never thought we would ever see. Because God is so good. God is so good. And when you're connected to a good father that loves you deeply, he moves in ways that only he can move in. And it's the supernatural power of his kingdom. And so I believe this series is going to bring us to a place now more than ever where being a believer will not just be one of talk, but of power. How many of you know the world is done with us talking? The world is done with us talking and shooting our mouths off. The world needs to see the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. And it happens by our lives being connected to the source. This isn't just going to be talked about, but we're going to be living this out. We're going to see it. We're going to experience it. We're going to teach on it. We're going to receive deeper identity, receive deeper understanding, and knowing who the Father is and what the whole role of the Spirit is in our lives and in this house. I'm here to tell us, though, this, there's a mandate on our house. In the course of over the last six months, as the, as the Holy Spirit's turned our church upside down, if you've just been coming with us, we, we gutted everything. We got rid of everything. We, we, did, we just said, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in this house? And he downloaded a whole bunch of stuff to us, and he's given us a mandate in this city. We're not better than. We pray and believe for churches all across the city that are preaching Jesus Christ. Come on, can we stand in agreement for that, that we trust that the Holy Spirit's fire going to renew them and transform them and work through them? But there's a mandate on this house, and that is to be a wellspring of life in the midst of a desert. To see people that are far from Jesus come to Jesus. To see people that aren't connected get connected. To see people that are hurting and broken and in pain come and get healed and delivered and set free. Seeing people that are bound by demonic spirits be released in the name of Jesus. How many of you still believe that Jesus still is in the business of releasing people off of darkness and be getting dark? We have a mandate, but the mandate will unfold at the cost of us remaining connected. It will be on me, it'll be on the pastors, but it's on all of us. We're the body. It's not my role to stay connected for you all. I will do it because I care more about my relationship with you. It's all of our job to be connected to the life-giving source of Jesus Christ, and that will determine how we see our work happen in this city. You with me? It's about connections. It's always been. The mandate of this house is to be people who are connected to the life-giving source of God's holy presence and to connect others to that life-giving source. That's the vision of this house. That's the new vision is to be people that are connected and to connect others to the life-giving source of God's holy presence and to connect them to Jesus. Amen? But notice how we wrote that. It's first about us being connected first and then connecting others. It's not pride. It's not arrogance. It's the fact that if we try to do something outside of, uh, of the grace of God on our lives, if we try to do this thing outside of being connected, we're going to hurt more people than help. We're going to cause more pain than we are actually deliverance and healing. The call for us over the course of these 12 weeks is to learn what it means to be people that are connected to the source through the Holy Spirit. The empowered life happens when there's connection with the Spirit of God, when there's connections to King Jesus, when there's connection to the Father. And so the reality is this. We all have the opportunity to be connected. We believe that. 
I don't care your talents. I don't care your backgrounds. I don't care your, your, your demo. I don't care anything. I, I believe this to be true. We all have the same opportunity to be connected to the same source of King Jesus. And everybody would say, we all have the same opportunity to live a life that is called the abundant life. We all have it. It's afforded it to all of us. We all have the same power source. And what happens is, is that we start to compare ourselves to others. We start to look to what we don't have. We start to look to the world. We start to look to the things that are not happening in us. And we begin to, to diminish the power source that we do have. And what happens is, is we become people that are, oh, I'm connected to the source, but our fruit isn't showing it. We say, oh, I'm connected. I, I show up and I'm, I'm here, but, but we're not actually living as lights unto this world. I, I bought some really cool globe lights. Thank God I picked them up yesterday at Amazon. I forgot that they delivered. I completely forgot, but thank, thank you, brother, for picking them up. But I found, I found some lights on Amazon, and um, they're nice. And as I was writing the sound, you're still up here. I love you. You're good. I love you. Thank you, brother Bruce. I felt so bad. I turned around. He's still standing there. God's good. Amen. I love you so much. Can we thank Brother Bruce for leading us in worship? I turned around. I thought someone was there. There was. His name was Bruce. As I was thinking about the fact that we all have the same opportunity and to be connected to the source, this thing came to me and it spoke to me that each and every single one of us have the same power source. Right, if, this is, if this is God the Father, we all have the ability to plug into this thing. There's not a single one of you in this room that does not have the same ability to plug into this thing. We all have it. We all get the same ability to do it. It's afforded to us. It's what Jesus came and died and paid for us to have. Guys, this is, when I say the abundant life, it's not just for me. It's not for me and Rachel. It's for all of us. Amen? It's for the fact that we all get to have the abundant life and get to be connected to the life-giving source together. And what happens in life far too often is that we start to unplug ourselves from the connected source and our lights get a little bit dimmer. We start to flicker a little more. So if this is the abundant life, if this is the idea of, of us living as lights, how, how many of you believe that when the world is getting darker, it might be the mere fact that we are not shining the way we're supposed to. That, that when the world is getting darker, the church is actually not shining. And we come in and we say, oh, Holy Spirit, work. Holy Spirit, do this. Holy Spirit, I love you. And we walk out and we're more like this. Flickering. Or we're, we're, we're more dimmed and Oh, we rise up when it's Sunday and we go back down when it's Monday. How many of you get the case of Mondays? Oh, Holy Spirit, I, I want you to move in me, but we get bright and some of our bulbs are, are on and some are not. And we're like, but, but I want to be connected. I want to. Some of us get to there where it's just absolutely on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. I love my coworker. I don't love my coworker. I serve my coworker. I don't want to serve my coworker. That's me 24-7. <laughs> I want to do God's will. I'm not doing it. I want to do God's thing. <laughs> what the reality is this, is that the people of God are called to be connected. We have the opportunity to be connected. And when we're connected to the life-giving source of God's holy presence through the Spirit of God, we get to rest like this. 
We get to live like this. Not flickering, not dimming when it gets heavy, not shutting it down when it gets hard, but staying bright because we're connected to the life-giving source and the Holy Spirit is in us to help us, to move in us, to equip us, to continue to stay bright. I believe now more than ever as a church body over the course of these couple weeks, we're going to discover how we can maintain this, how God does this in us, how it happens in us through the Holy Spirit's anointing in our lives. We are not called to be people when the storms come to start shaking and run the other way. We are called when the storms comes to stand firm and begin to declare and decree the goodness of our God, to begin to declare and agree, decree the power of God. We're not called to flicker. We're called to shine bright. We're not called to be chaotic and all over the place. We're called to be steady and steadfast, and it happens by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in us, connecting us to the life-giving source of Jesus Christ. That's where we're going. And no matter if you're five minutes into this thing called following Jesus or 50 years, there's still this available for you. It's available for all of us. And how does this happen? How do we start a Holy Spirit series? I was praying, and we were talking, and It has to start at the very most crucial foundational thing about this whole entire walk with with God is this, is that God loves us. How did that get so boring? That God loves us. That he's a lover. Remember the song, Lover of My Soul? You want me to sing it? Jesus. Lover of my soul. Hey, just don't, don't, don't. I'll keep. Don't, don't. I was on pitch. The Holy Spirit came upon me with empowerment. When did, when did we stop understanding that God is a lover and he loves us? When did we stop understanding that God loves us so much that he's called us out of our old ways and our old life and out of death? The empowered life of the Holy Spirit begins there, that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross and raise the life three days later and then said, I'm going to leave you with my spirit so that you can walk this thing in out day in and day out. You don't have to fall. You don't have to be trapped. You can walk in purity. You can walk in hope. You can walk in joy. You can walk no longer being bound. You can walk in freedom because God loves us. He's a lover. That sounds weird. But I think it's the most profound truth that we can come to understand as we enter into this series. That he loves us so much that he would give us his spirit and place it inside of us so that we can walk this thing called life out day by day, minute by minute, not getting caught up in the schemes of the world, not getting caught up in the trappings of darkness, not getting caught up in the failures and the mistakes, but continuing to walk a life that is shining bright and the world around us is going, how in the world are you staying bright when everything else seems to be falling apart? Oh, it's because I've received the love of the Father. And I know how much he loves me and how much he's calling me and how much he's moving me to do and what he's calling me to do. I know that God loves me. And when we understand that God loves us, we can have a better understanding of what the Holy Spirit's called to do in us. That God's whole heart for us isn't just to get to heaven. 
How many of you are excited to get to heaven? I'm excited. How many of you know that Jesus prayed as we just sung that song in the presence of God? The kingdom of God is here now. That God has called us as a lover of our souls to call us to live in the kingdom of God now. This is why we can say things like you can have peace in the midst of the biggest storm of your life. This is why I can say, hey, I actually believe for healing of an inner eardrum because in heaven there is healing and deliverance. This is why we say this, because he loves us. Hey, this is why I can declare and decree. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. I don't care. I'm going to keep believing and hoping that a family is going to get reconciled back to the father's heart, that a son that is wayward is going to come home. My mother, I'm a product of it. Like 20 years of praying for this brother. I have no chance of being up here except for the prayers of a mother that said, Lord, reach him. Lord, grab him. Because she knew the power of God's love for her and for her family. We can all have this. This is an introduction. (laughs) God is a lover. And he's called us to love him. And out of his great love for us, he wants to be connected to us. My marriage would be not that great if I just said, Rach, I loved you and never be connected. Like, oh, I love you, Rach. I'll see you next week. I'd come home to him. Whew. How many of you know that to be true? That he loves us, but he wants us to be connected. He's always wanted us to be connected. From the beginning of time, he wanted us to be connected. The garden was a moment where he wanted us to be connected. And that didn't work out too well. That's okay. God didn't say, oh no, what's going to happen? These humans, oh my goodness, how did they do this? Like, that's not God. He was like, oh, I'm going to continue to pursue them, love them, pour out my love upon them, but continue to call them. All throughout scripture, God has been one that is calling us to connection with him calling us to his love. Richard Foster says this in his book, Life with God. Throughout all of human history, the voice of God resounds with absolute assurance. I am with you. This news does not come to us as some intellectual proposition we must accept at face value. It is not bound up in academic doctrine, packaged for religious scholars, nor in an archaean rumors of supernatural activity in celestial arenas. Rather, it is a reality that unfolds before us in breathtaking detail. Mediated through the actual experiences of individuals, families, tribes, cities, nations, and generations. That God's words, I am with you, will resound. How many of you know and believe that God is saying that still for the city, I am with you? I'm still moving. I'm still here. It's not something we just say. And no, I believe that God is a lover and he's calling people to the heart. God is always in desire to always be with us. He wants to transform us. He deeply invites us into daily love, into his promises, into his kingdom, into his family through the spirit of God living in us. How does that happen? How do we get connected? How do we stay close? How do we through the spirit of God in us? We're going to cover that, but, but it's pot. we got to catch this, that, that God doesn't want us just to be connected so that we can be robots. How many of you think you got saved and God was just up there pulling the levers and pulling the strings and my hands up? God actually calls me by his love and puts his spirit in me to walk as a son with the ability to make decisions and have wisdom and seek count and all those things, but to walk as a catalyst of the light of Jesus Christ to the people around me. That's what he wants to do in us. He wants to transform us and change us so we can be more like him and show the world like who he's to be. And so 
we're going to talk all about what the Holy Spirit does and what he doesn't do, and we're going to get there. But if we don't catch this, we're missing the whole heart of this thing. If we don't catch that God loves us and wants to love on us and wants to move in our hearts daily, we'll try to, we'll try to live a life and it'll just continue to feel disconnected. Well, we'll see. You with me? But he's called us to be connected. He's called us to be connected so that God's heart for humanity, because this is the heart of God, right? That all throughout humanity, he would connect rebellious, broken, hurting, pain-filled people to the Father's heart and get healing. This has been the Father's heart from the beginning. That he would, he would walk us in, he would invite us into the redemptive love story of Jesus Christ, that he would, he would transform the world through us because of the power of the Spirit in us. That's the empowered life to be connected. And so as I'm, where you're like, where's scripture at, pastor? I'm here now. Ezekiel 36. Go to your Bibles in Ezekiel 36. We're almost done. First close. But I'm setting this up because apart from knowing that God loves us and wants us to be connected to him, we'll start chasing gifts more than the giver of gifts. We'll start chasing the promises and the abundance of God more than God himself. You with me? We'll start praying in crises rather than praying on the mountaintops. If we don't understand that he wants us to be connected and wants to love on us day in and day out, we'll get this whole thing out of order. And so the connected life matters. Ezekiel 36, 22 through 36. I'm going to read it out of the ESV. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which you have profaned among the nations in which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God. When through you, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. Everybody doesn't like the word holiness. That's what we're called to be, set apart. When you're connected to God, you look different than the world. That's, that, Pastor, great word. Thank you for that. It's just the truth. If your life looks the same as the world, you might want to check the connection. Because holiness is the calling for us. Set apart is the call for us through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you to in your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit, this is Yahweh speaking through the prophet Ezekiel, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, to be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land I gave your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I will deliver you from all your uncleanliness 
And I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. I will make the fruit of the tree and increase of the field abundant that you may never again suffer the disgrace of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good and you will loathe yourselves from all your iniquities and your abominations. It is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord God. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and conformed by, confounded by your ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, on the day that I, I will cleanse you from all your iniquities, giving you the spirit, giving you new heart, giving you a heart no longer of stone but of, of flesh, then I will cleanse you from all your iniquities. I will cause the cities to be inhabited and the waste places shall be rebuilt. And the land that was desolate shall be tilled instead of being the, the, the desolation that it was in the sight of all who passed by. Sound familiar, church? I tell people all the time, even from the beginning, even before I read this passage, I said doing ministry sometimes in Chicago is like tilling concrete. The lands that won't even be able to be tilled, people will pass by. People will look. And they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. And the waste and the desolate and the ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Crazy how scripture speaks time and time and time again. The Bible's just a book. It doesn't, oh, it's reading me right now. Then the nations that are all left around you shall know that I am the Lord. I have rebuilt the ruined places and replanted that which was desolate. I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will do it. Okay, this is such a crazy story. I just got a few more moments. This is the prophet Ezekiel sitting in a land called Babylon, captive, exiled from Jerusalem, brought out, put into a land. In Babylon at that time and all throughout Scripture, you hear Babylon. Babylon was a crazy place. It was a desolate place. It was a place where God, Yahweh, did not dwell. Are you with me? Can I give you some Bible here this morning? And, then, and because of the disobedience, because of the actions of the people of Israel, God, God removed them out of there and placed them into this place called Babylon. And Ezekiel is sitting there on a riverbank, and he, and he hears the word of the Lord. The Lord shows up to Ezekiel in a place where the Lord shouldn't show up, and he speaks to him these words, and he declares these words to him. This is a crazy moment, because what Yahweh is declaring is not just for them then, it's for us now. He's saying, I will be your God. You will be my people. I will take the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will take a spirit and replace your spirit with the Holy Spirit. I will do things in you that you could never think possible, never could imagine would be done because this is who I am, God declares to Ezekiel. He is the God that is the God above all gods. He is the God that is in control. He is the one that holds this whole thing together. He is the one that makes sure that every single day we have breath in our lungs or takes the breath from our lungs. That is who God is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever and he's sitting there and he's saying regardless of what these people have done I'm still going to pursue you I'm not even getting to my points today I'm going to pursue you Yes, you have sinned. Yes, you have fallen short. Yes, you have been disobedient. Yes to all that. That is why you have found but, 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 but he says to Ezekiel, I will still come after you. Why? Because he wants to be connected to us. Because from the beginning of time, God didn't create humans just to have an experiment to see a bunch of people mess up. He wanted family. 
He wanted an earthly family. And he gave us dignity by giving us choice and free will to choose him or not to choose him. He gave us dignity. And in that dignity, he is still calling us out of a place of darkness into a place of light. And he's saying, I will be your guide. I will be your God. I will give you my spirit so that you will not have to walk like you did in the desolate land. You don't have to live in the place where there's destruction, but you can live in peace connected to the source of all things. I read that this week and I was just like, man. How much does that sound like a place we live in? I love this city. I believe in this city. I had a saying when we first moved here that Chicago looks bright. It, it was a saying that we used to say to one another in prayer, and we'd come out of times of praying. Rachel and I, we, I would say, man, Chicago looks bright. And it still remains true today. That through us, through us saying yes to the Father, through us saying yes to King Jesus, to us saying yes to the Holy Spirit in us, being connected to the life-giving source, you know how Chicago and this entire city will be turned upside down? is by you. By you. Having a heart turned from stone and receiving the Holy Spirit and having a heart that is new and transformed. See, connection wasn't for Yahweh about a place. It was about him. He didn't show, right? Get, catch this. Babylon was crazy land. And Yahweh showed up. Yahweh doesn't care. King, King, he does not care where you're at today. He doesn't care what you walked in doing last night. He doesn't care what you've been finding yourself doing. He's calling you and he's saying, I love you. Will you come and will you let me work in you and through you and change you and transform you and to bring you into new life? He showed up to a place that he had no place being at. Why? Connection. Worship team could come on. He wanted to connect us. See, the Holy Spirit and power to life is not just for us to be people that run around with a bunch of power. It's not for us to just get out on the streets and start, start just, <laughs> somehow, some way, like we think when we get empowered by the Holy Spirit, we're going to just lose all sense of mind. But no, following God should make you look like a fool to the world. Yeah. Hey, can I be honest? If you're more scared about the approval of man than you are about pleasing God, you might be missing the source connection. Like if you're more concerned about, man, what are my coworkers going to think? Who cares? You're not going to stand accountable to them when you die. Good word, pastor. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord here today. Why are we so scared? You know what I'm more concerned about? My coworkers. My coworkers are all pastors now. <laughs> That's so weird to think about. I used to have, I, used, I worked bivocationally for years, guys. I was in, what, I, what our hearts should be is, are my coworkers getting attached to the source? Not about if they like me or not. Not if they, oh, hey, buddy, we're going to invite you to the party this weekend on Friday. See you there. Who cares if they don't invite you? Go home and spend time with God. Especially your single people. Can I tell you one of the, the, the best piece of advice? Forget the parties. Just go sit with God. You're wondering why you're in your 30s going, why am I still here? Go spend time with God. Rachel. Rachel's giving me one of these. Pump the brakes, Jay. <laughs> you all need a woman like Rachel. And a man, you need a woman, a wife like Rachel. God shows up to Babylon, to a place where he shouldn't have been. 
to declare these words to Ezekiel and for the people of God. I want to be in a relationship with you. I want to love you. I want to pour out my spirit upon you. And I want to make sure that this relationship continues, God says. Connection happens and continues to happen through relationship. See, the reason why the Holy Spirit was given to us was to help us continue to walk this thing out day by day. There's an interesting word in the NIV that that scriptures writes, he, he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my ways. The same spirit that's being written in, in, in Ezekiel is the same spirit talked about in the New Testament. Somehow we're in this trap of like, all oh, this thing doesn't matter. I have the Holy Spirit. Come on, like... Maybe some of you have never heard this. Oh, um, where do you go to church? I don't go to church. Well, well, not to be mean, but why? Me and the Holy Spirit. When's the last time you like open, open up the word and found out what? Because I believe this. I believe the word talks about every situation and circumstance that happens in life. Well, what did the word say about your situation? I don't, I don't, I have the spirit. Oh, we laugh. This is, this is happening more than ever. And what the Spirit of God came to do was to give us a heart of flesh and put himself in us so that we could be obedient and follow the ways, just like Yahweh said to Ezekiel, to follow the ways of God, to be the people of God, to be separated from God, and to do how it happens. It happens through relationship with him. The Holy Spirit helps me wake up when I don't want to wake up early in the morning because it's been a heck of a week, and I don't want to do anything I don't want to do, but the Holy Spirit prompts me, awakens me, and gets me to that place where I sit, and I can receive all that God has for me that day. The Holy Spirit helps me when I'm walking, when I'm doing work, when I'm living out this life, and it gets really hard, it gets really pressing, and it feels like chaotic. I don't have to fall to the traps of the world. I don't have to start treating people the way that the world will want me to treat, because I'm in relationship through the Holy Spirit with the Father, and I can continue to treat people with love and dignity and respect. The Holy Spirit-empowered life happens when we're connected and it continues through relationship. And it continues so that we can see transformation in this city. It's interesting that Ezekiel writes the words that, that, that the land that is desolate would become like Eden. That the land called Chicago become like Eden. Why? Because there's a whole bunch of people filled with the Spirit of God, connected to the source, and bringing light where there's darkness. It's so interesting that he just begins to declare all the things that the Spirit would do in and among them, take their lands that are desolate, bring them out and, and help them and restore to them and do all those things. Because the spirit in us, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, isn't just for us. It's for everybody around us to see transformation. This is the power of God. That we would be people that say yes to his spirit. This is the upward and inward and outward work of the Holy Spirit. Being connected to him. 
allowing it to maintain through relationship with him. And then out of us, seeing the power of the Spirit move around us. So over the course of the next 12 weeks, this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the upward, inward, outward. We're going to look at scriptures. We're going to dive in. We're going we're to allow for the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But today, we just have to make sure before anything else that we understand that the power of the Holy Spirit empowered life happens when we're connected to the life-giving source of the Father. And so I want to pray today. I want to pray for you. That any single one of you that are in this place right now, that you're going to come on this journey with us. And I invite you to invite your friends, invite your family. Come like we want to see this thing unfold. I believe I believe that. But for some of you, this is when you hear Holy Spirit, you immediately go to the TV evangelists. You immediately go to the YouTube videos. You immediately go to the pain that you experienced because of a mishandling. You immediately go to your upbringing, which is not bad. I'm just you start to have ideas and thoughts of what this means to be empowered by the spirit to live. And today, my prayer is simply this, and we're going to dismiss you, and we'll have some time of ministry up here with the pastors, but I want to just pray for each one of us to have fresh ears to hear and fresh eyes to see and an open heart to receive what the Holy Spirit's doing in and among us. Can I pray that? Can you bow your heads and can you close your eyes today? He desires to be connected to you. He's calling you deeper to his heart right now. No matter what you found yourself in, no matter what you've been doing, he's calling you to his heart right now. And so, Father, I just pray right now in your name, in your son's name, in Jesus' name, that over the course of the next few weeks in this house, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would transform us, and that you would bring us deeper into an alignment with you, Father. I pray for deeper connections, God, with you. I pray that people each and every day would know that they are connected to the source of life and that is you and that would cause them and stir them and stir us all to come and to talk with you, to lean into you, to open up your word and, and to be a part of the family, to, to walk this thing out day in and day out by the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, for deeper love to be poured out upon people right now. I pray where Satan has tried to distort the love of the Father, I pray you would rebuke that and cast that far away. That you would just call people deeper, where there have been um, misconceptions and misideas of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit is, is doing and called us to do. I pray that, that, that hearts would be open, that this would be good soil for us to receive and to be the people that you have told us to be. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in us. And that you're working in and through us. And that you're calling us to more. You're calling us to greater. So I pray a blessing. I pray an anointing. I pray for rest and peace over every home and heart here today. That as they go from this place, as they 
leave this house, that they would go with hearts filled up and that they would wake up tomorrow and look to you and to press into you and, and lean into all that you would have. Father, I, I just pray for the empowered life to continue to unfold on my brothers and sisters. So we bless you, God. We love you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everybody says...